you know, as we were in praise and worship tonight, um, I just I just kept thinking, um, I don't know if you guys realize it, but tomorrow's Purim, which um, those of you who've been in Esther, we've been in Esther together, um, and it's a celebration. Tomorrow's a celebration. And tomorrow in the Jewish faith, they read the um, story of Esther, uh, the whole Megillah. They read the whole scroll, all 10 chapters, and they celebrate and they feast. And I just want to re read this little verse to you right here because it says, as the days of which the Jews had rest from their enemies. And if any of you know the story of Esther, the Jews really had a lot to overcome. I mean, we've watched it throughout history, but just the book of Esther, go read it. Because you know what? They overcame. There was an edict that they were to be killed, destroyed, and annihilated. But you know what? God moved on their behalf. And, and, and so they had rest from their enemies. They had rest from their enemies as, as the month which turned from sorrow to joy for them. And it literally did. Because we watched them go from sackcloth and ashes and mourning and fasting to complete celebration. It was a complete turn of events. And so, so it, says, it says here it went from mourning to um, from, from sorrow to joy for them, from mourning to holiday, that, she, that they should make the days of feasting and joy and of sending presents to one another and gifts to the poor. Now, you know what I thought tonight when I walked in here? Is I thought, I want to rest from my enemies. And it's Purim tomorrow. And you know what? It's a season of resting. It's a season of saying no to your enemy, to whatever's got you down, whether it's fear, whether it's pride, whether it's finances, whatever it is, sickness, disease, you know what? I'm resting in the Lord. And I invite you to join me Amen. and rest. Let's That's take right. this forum and let's let the Lord turn the sorrow into joy. I'm ready for this one. I'm real ready for this one. And I can tell you that I'm resting in the Lord. I'm resting in the Lord. And I want to tell you guys something. We've been talking a lot about Sozo. And some of you may think, I don't get it. I don't know what that is. Well, I want to tell you tonight a little story about Sozo for me. And this is my personal testimony. But you know what? One of the things I saw through Sozo is that I had a little bit of problem with fear. And I've known it my whole Christian life. I've always battled fear. And I've always had to take my thoughts captive. And I've had to submit them to the Lord like anybody else. And I've done it. I've always done it. And I always made it. But you know what? I never realized what that root came from. That root of fear. And do you know what? The Lord delivered me through Sozo. Now I'm telling you this. Because we're having a Sozo conference at the end of the month. And I'm telling you this because I don't want you to miss it. But do you know what happened to me when I was a little girl? I was a little girl and I didn't even know this. I didn't even remember it hardly. I did remember it, but I didn't like sit around and dwell on it or think about it. But do you know what the Lord brought to my attention through Sozo? Is I had this little picture of myself. I was about five or six years old and I was learning how to ride my bike. And you know, we lived on a little cul-de-sac and it was a real safe place. We knew all of our neighbors. We played out there all the time. It was great. And I had good parents. I had real good parents. 
And my parents were outside with me, trying to teach me how to ride the bike. And you know I got going on that bike. I got going on that bike, and I didn't know how to stop, and I didn't know how to turn. And I went going on that bike, and at the end of our street, at the end of our little cul-de-sac, you know, after you veered out through all these little houses, it was a street about as busy as 10th Street. And I was headed straight for it. And do you know in my mind, I couldn't hear my daddy anymore. I couldn't hear him. And I started learning through Sozo that it was at that moment that fear started gripping my life. And do you know I know in my heart my daddy was running after me with everything in him, but he couldn't stop me. He couldn't stop that little girl riding that bike. And I'm telling you, I couldn't turn it. I couldn't turn it. And I didn't know how to stop myself. And so here I go. And I'm thinking, they're good. these cars are going to hit me. They're going to they're gonna get me. And do you know, and the Lord showed me this, because one of the things I've learned through Sozo is to say, Lord, where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Do y'all ever have those moments where you think, God, where are you? Where are you? I need you. I need to hear your voice. I need to know you're here. I need to know you're near. And do you know what he showed me? Do you know what he showed me? Is somehow that bike started turning. Somehow that bike turned around. And do you know it was him? It was him. It was him. It was my father, God, who came after me that day and who turned that bike that day. And so you know what I started asking the Lord is I said, Lord, what do you want to show me through this? And you know what he showed me? Is that he'll never leave me or forsake me. And so do you know what I start doing now when I get afraid? And I just had a great opportunity today to get afraid. I'll just be honest with you. I had a real ring dinger come my way today. And you know when, that, when those things come? And I want to just drop in fear. I want to just cripple down to my feet and lose it. But you know what I start saying? Is the truth that God's spoken to me. And that is, baby, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I'm going to save the day. Somehow, some way, he's saving the day. So I'm telling you this tonight. I'm being real, real with you tonight to say, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And know that God can deliver you because he delivered me. And I still have to use those right truths. I still have to say the truths of God. It doesn't mean that my enemy doesn't try to creep up and scare me half to death. But I can rest in tomorrow's Purim. And I can rest. And I don't have to be afraid. Because my God says he'll never leave me or forsake me. And he saves the day. He saves the day. He saves the day. That's what he does. So praise be to God. I'm going to pray on that. Pray. <laughs> so Father God, I just thank you, God. We thank you, God. This body of believers, we say thank you, God. Thank you, God, yes, thank that you, you're God. our deliverer. Thank Lord you, God, God, that you're our healer, that you're our redeemer, that you're our strong tower, Lord God. Yes, you are. Oh, Father God, that you are the Lord, mighty and strong yeah. in battle. That's right. And Father God, we look to you today, Lord God. 
Just like tomorrow, all those Jewish people, Lord God, will remember how you delivered them. Well, Father God, we remember tonight. And I just call out, Lord God, and I encourage you, church body, right now to start telling him and thanking him for yes, those Lord. times that he's delivered Yes, you. Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. God, you've always come through. And Father yes, God, Lord. we thank you and we praise you tonight. Yes, you're Lord. good and you're holy, God. Yes, you are. And we rest in you, Father. We rest in you. We rest in you, God. Oh, you're good and you're faithful, Lord. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way. And I thank you, Father God that you're setting your people free, yes, that you're Lord. setting us free, and we just thank you for that tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making a way for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Share uh, about the head of Jerusalem, head of Israel, sending Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't been able to see this yet, but um, the prime minister gave our president... Um, the scroll of Esther. And so I, I want y'all to keep that in mind. Go read Esther. And we've got the Bible study. We can, I mean, I'm probably not going to do another one in my home just like that, but somebody else, if y'all say we want to do it, we'll get another group going. And um, I'm going to do another Bible study. But through what's going on in Israel right now, that the Prime Minister of Israel has sent the book of Esther yeah. to uh, our president yes. to read, to, to realize the significance of of what Israel's going through now. Yes. And, and how God delivers them. God blesses those who another, pray for the nation of yes, Israel. Yes, and that was another great, great testimony that I read in this, is that um, there was a woman, and I wish I remembered her name, but she was the author of the Vampire Chronicle. She was an atheist. And one of the things that brought her back to God was that she saw Israel's redemption. She saw that the Jewish people were always redeemed, and it's what brought her back. And so I do think there's a real call on us to pray for Israel right now. Amen. 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 Well, hallelujah. I didn't know she was going to share that testimony tonight. <laughs> do we have any first-time guests tonight? Hey, all right. God bless you. Keep your hands up. Any, anybody else? We're going to give you something real quick. We're glad you're here. I think I ran into you all out in the hallway this morning or this evening when you all came in. Bless you. Glad you're here. On page two, if you don't mind to fill that out. And back here in the back, we've got baskets where we're going to put our prayer cards. Just drop that, uh, that page two. Tear it out after you fill it out and drop it in that basket right back there. I've got two additions to our prayer list. If you didn't get a prayer list, they're in the back. Need to fill out cards. Please be faithful over that. Um, both of these are no cards. No cards on both of these. The first one is Lenore Pratt. L-E-N-O-R-E. Pratt. P-R-A-T-T. In hospital with liver cancer. Lenore Pratt. And then finally, this is two names Claire Cochran and Patty Wilhite. Claire Cochran and Patty Wilhite praying for peace and strength while their mom is in the hospital. Donna Winningham. Donna Winningham, you guys all know Donna. Um, she's recently lost her father. Her father passed away, I believe it was last week. Donna Winningham. And if y'all don't mind on Donna, please do cards on her, just like it sounds. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's get our Bibles out. Luke chapter 10. If you remember last week, we were in Luke chapter 10 uh, talking about the Good Samaritan. We're just going to continue right on to the next verse. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. 
Y'all ready? It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. This is Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Verse 39. She, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Martha has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, many of us are familiar with this with this. Uh, with this scripture, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of hit it where we're used to, but I'm also going to give you a little bit of a spin before we get out of here tonight. You know, this is a balance between devotion and duty. And Mary and Martha were sisters who lived in the village of Bethany, which was a suburb of Jerusalem. And it appears that uh, Martha was the oldest. She's acting like a first, firstborn, I kind of think. I have a firstborn. Um, because verse 38 speaks of Martha receiving Jesus into her house. So it gives the impression that maybe she was the older sister. So Martha, we see, sees the importance of keeping the house clean, the importance of being responsible for the demands of providing hospitality. But on this day, Martha comes complaining that Mary was not helping her in the kitchen. Isn't that just what sisters do? Isn't that what siblings do? Dad, didn't you notice I'm doing all this and they're not? We call that in our house news reports. And we don't like them. Uh, So here comes Martha. And Jesus gently reminds her that Mary had chosen the good part. What was the good part? It was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And it's easy to kind of stereotype Mary and Martha as Martha being the practical one and Mary being the spiritual one. But did you catch it in the Scripture, verse 39, that said that Martha also sat at Jesus' feet? Did you catch that? And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at the feet, at at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So Martha and Mary both sat at Jesus' feet. But the Scripture shows us that Martha's legitimate concern was being a proper hostess. Mary's concern was being a proper disciple or sitting under the Word, sitting to hear His Word. Now, realize that Jesus does not negate, is not negative at all about Martha serving. Serving still has to be done, but he's concerned with her distraction, her worry, and her trouble about many things. Verse 41 said, and Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. You know, Jesus is able to see the root of what's going on in her mind. Which caused her to underemphasize the one thing that was needed. The one thing that was needed was to hear the word of Jesus. Now, did you notice anything about Martha? Do you remember what we talked about Sunday, this past Sunday, about the four soils? 
about the wayside, about the stony ground, about the thorns, and about the good soil? Do you notice what Martha's problem here is? Her distractions, her worry, her trouble about many things. I think that what she was battling is just what Jesus showed us in the four soils. I think she was battling the thorns. All the distractions that want to come at us to keep us from hearing God's word. I believe she was battling the thorny soil. Do you remember the thorns? They sprang up and grew and choked out the seed. Do you remember it yielded no crop? Here's the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. Even though she was serving Jesus. We don't need to miss the the impact of who she was serving. She was serving Jesus, yet Jesus said, you missed the good part. How many of us know we can serve away, even in church, even the Lord, and miss the Lord completely? Now, serving God is not a bad thing. It it, It is how God reached me in me serving. It is a good thing to serve. Never does the Lord say, you shouldn't be serving me. The service needed to happen, but at the moment Jesus was speaking, the place to be was where he was speaking. There's always time to eat. Right? We will find time to eat. But when Jesus is speaking, we need to be listening. Even though she was serving the Lord, she was distracted by what her jobs were, the thorns, the the, the distraction. She was too busy, no focus, running in circles, unfruitful. Can anybody relate? Avoid letting your work be a priority over the Lord's presence. Let me tell you, your work is good. Scripture says work is good. You don't work, you don't eat. But work should not take the priority of the presence of God, nor your relationship to God, nor your time in the Word of God. We're to prefer Mary's place, learning at the feet of Jesus himself. We should serve the Lord, just not at the expense of his presence and his Word. Can I tell you that Satan is trying in every single way to remove the seed of the Word from your life? I want to encourage you, even as Elizabeth was sharing in her testimony and what came at us today, what came at us today was Satan trying to steal the word from us. And he will, he will know what to throw at you. He knows how to hit you when you're down. He knows what to hit you with. And he knows when he hits you once, he can hit you again and keep pounding you down until you're, until you're dead. He will not stop until you're dead. But but we have to fight. But God. But God will never leave us or forsake us. And you know, this sozo ministry, this healing deliverance ministry, all it did was reveal truth in her life. It is tools to help you walk through your life knowing truths and and resisting lies. I had believed a lie my whole life also. I'll just go ahead and share it. 
since we're kind of on the sozo kick, I want to encourage you. This sozo thing may sound strange. It absolutely gave me some breakthrough that I know, had no idea that I needed. But in my life, I've had a few people to say over me that I'm not a good communicator. And you know, that's exactly what God called me to be. Why wouldn't Satan attack that when I was young? And me hang on to it my whole life. My whole life. My whole life. Satan's trying to stop me from speaking God's word. And he started early. And he was effective. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it was there. A couple men came with me and we just prayed. We just talked together. Nobody laid hands on me. We didn't, we didn't anoint with oil. There was nothing. We just sat in a, in a person's room and just talked and prayed. And as they prayed, the Holy Spirit revealed in me what someone had said over me. And the problem is I bought it. I bought it. And I swallowed it. And it took root in me. And I forgot about it. And through sozo, what does the word mean? Saved, healed, delivered. And it's the word for healed that's in the New Testament. And I can show that to you. I'll show that to you next Wednesday night. The word healed is that word sozo. But I want you to know, when God delivered me of that, my confidence came back. I started to realize I have been fighting with, a, with, a, with my arms tied behind my back. I've been trying to fight with my arms tied behind my back. Satan is trying with everything in him to pull that seed from you. Even tonight, somebody's gotten a word tonight through the testimony or through me giving the word or through the worship that God's trying to deliver you and Satan right now is trying to rip that back away from you and talk you out of it. He's trying to talk you out of it right now. Don't let him have it. You know what, what she and I had to do today? We had to start proclaiming the word. We had to ignore our emotions. We had to ignore our feelings and start speaking God's word to run that nasty Satan out. And you know what will happen in the morning? We'll have to do it again. Hallelujah. God's word will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set forth to do. You know... With this Mary and Martha thing, there seems to be a real struggle today in relationships. And it seems that everything but God's word is being listened to. The thorns are winning. We are allowing our emotions and our feelings to dictate our decisions rather than God's word, rather than the Holy Spirit, and rather than God's will. We have to pursue the plan of God. You know, God desires to be sought after, to seek. We have to pursue the plan of God, not just hope we fall into it. Dear Lord, help me just fall into your plan today. That's not how it works at all. We have to pursue it. We have to go over it. Do you know everything, every provision you need was provided for you at the cross? The provision has been made about three years ago. I, I felt like I had a vision at the beginning, I believe, of 2008, 2009 of a table being full, but nobody's eating. Everybody's starving. But the table's full. The Lord says the full provision has been done. 
I have provided everything. It's right here, but no one will get it. We just let the food spoil. We just let it sit there and look at it and desire it, but never taste it. We hope we just fall into it or somehow his plan just overtakes us. Do you know that Mary had to choose to sit at his feet? Jesus didn't go and drag her there. Mary had to choose it. Matthew 7, 7 says this. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. You have got to fight. You have got to do. Sunday morning, we're going to talk about being doers of the word. I want to encourage you, the doers are the victors. Satan is trying to steal our marriage. Our marriages with pornography, with Facebook, with lust, with lies that your husband cannot provide what you need, with lies that your wife can't provide what you need. We, we, we buy into a lie that the grass is greener on the other side. Well, let me tell you, the grass is greener where you water it. Why don't you water your marriage? Why don't you fertilize your marriage? You. Not your spouse, you. Why don't you do something about your marriage? Why don't you do something about your kids? Why don't you do something about your job? Why don't you do something about your pornography addiction? Why don't you do something about it? Because if you've got Christ in your heart, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's in you. And I want you to know, as bad as, a, as, as an addiction of pornography is, it cannot stand in the light of the presence of God. I've had it with failing Christians. I've had it. How do you think Jesus, how do you think God the Father feels? about what his son Jesus has done and the victory that he has provided for us, yet we will not take it. Here it is. Why won't you take it? Why won't you take it? Jesus speaks to Martha about her rushing around. He's commenting on her distraction from her relationship with God. You don't have to be busy to miss the connection with God. It could be that you just need to engage God in a different way. Martha is not someone who, had, who rejected Jesus. Martha is not someone who has rejected Jesus and chosen work instead. If you remember in Luke 10, 38, it says, On their way home that he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Martha desired Jesus to be there. Martha's not bad. We don't want to paint the picture of Martha's good and Mary's bad. No, Martha sat at the feet of Jesus. Martha welcomed him into his home. Sometimes we just miss it. It's Martha who made the first move to invite Jesus in. 
Jesus' words are not that she should not work, but that she should be aware of the only thing necessary. Do you know what that is? That's faith in God. She was just distracted. So many times we're just distracted. Our heart's right. We want to do right. But we're distracted. We're distracted by money. We're distracted by computers. We're distracted by our jobs. We're distracted by our schedules. We're distracted. And you know, all those things are not bad. Martha's service wasn't bad. It just distracted us from our, where our victory comes from. Man should not live on bread alone, but by the very word of God. Jesus wanted Mary to know that she was a precious child of God, no matter how busy she was or unbusy she was. But that all that she needed to do was to turn to God. Not to worry about all the things that needed doing and to feed everyone, but to come to the table of the Lord and be fed. We're distracted with our relationship to God. We're distracted with our relationship to our spouses. We're distracted with our relationships to our kids. Everything else gets our attention. And the one thing that will keep your head above water, which is the Word of God, is the, is the thing we, we, we miss the most. I want to encourage you. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. It's the best book you'll ever read. Get in the Word. You guys stand with me and let's pray together. Father, I just thank you. I just thank you that you are, your arm is not too short to save. Your arm is long enough to save. Lord, those that are here tonight that are battling addiction, that are battling a marriage falling apart, that are battling their life falling apart, that are battling finances, that are battling jobs, battling kids, kids being strung out or just relationship, Lord, I thank you that you are the answer. And Lord, the the Jewish nation turned to God. They put on sackcloth and ashes and they fasted and they prayed and you moved when there was no way for them to get out. The king had given an order. And Lord, where, there, where it seemed impossible, it was possible. Father, I just pray right now that hearts would turn to you tonight. That hearts would turn to you tonight and that the word that's been spoken tonight would go in. That, Lord Jesus, we have sat at your feet tonight. We've sat at your feet in worship. We've sat at your feet in the word. Thank you, Lord. Change our hearts. Turn our hearts. Lord, give us a miracle. Those that have walked in here with no way out, Lord, you provide them a way out tonight according to your word, according to your plan. Lord, over the nation of Israel, we just pray for peace. 
Just pray for peace right now. And I pray for our president. I pray for our nation that we would pray for the peace of Israel. And that we would be a part of the plan for the peace of Israel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, I just right now just can't wait for you to come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I thank you that you have come, Lord, and you are coming again. But, Lord, your word is here. You are with us now. Lord, help us to walk in victory. Help us to have rest from our enemy. I just thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You have a great week, a week of victory. And we'll see you Sunday morning, 8.15 and 10.30.